Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. 53 and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Dots with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. All right, what is up? Welcome into the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network and streaming here on YouTube on Brinks TV. Joining me as always, my main man, Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Just living the dream. That's just what I'm doing. What, what about you? Hey, man. Hey, uh, every day above ground is a great day. So uh, glad to have football back. Got some surprises that we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's better than college football and it's back and NFL um, is back as well. So I mean, football's in there. Oh, absolutely. And, and is college football back ever, man, is some, some exciting games this weekend had me glued a, a slate that I didn't think was going to be overall a great slate of games actually ended up being a tremendous slate of games all day long. So uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. Also we'll recap the uh, 56 to seven thrashing the UAB Blazers. And of course we will talk about this upcoming game. Week three is upon us uh, against the uh, Gamecocks of South Carolina and the app, the actual coach on the field that they have starting at quarterback and, and what he's going to be able to do or not do against this, against this defense. But I uh, want to mention that our social media information, it is scrolling. Um, you can find it right there, right down below us. Uh, you can follow us. You can follow the show, all that good stuff. Just read the bottom while we're talking. Uh, if you want to take a break from looking at my face and uh, Israel's nice uh, seasoned beard that he's got going. So, um, but that thing's looking nice, man. Thanks, man. You know, uh, shout out to beard club for uh, the products and supplements is helping me uh, keep this thing luxurious um, as the season goes along. There you go, man. I, I knew I knew you were using some elite products. So if you if you want to officially sponsor the show, uh your beard products, go ahead. Come on in. <laughs> uh, but we are presented by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season as we head on to week two of the NFL season. So as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. I never actually played any action on, on this uh, this weekend of of, uh, of NFL. I kind of honestly, I know I know you're shocked when I say this, but I, I just kind of forgot. Man, I did too. Um, I was at the house uh, working on my scout report for this week um, for our upcoming game, and my wife was like, hey, you know what football's on? I was like, it is. You know, I completely <laughs> forgot about NFL football because I watched mm-hmm. so much on Saturday. You know, right. uh, I, I tend to forget, but there were some really good games on this weekend, NFL wise. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, my my Falcons, they didn't fare too well, and uh, neither did the Titans yeah. up here. Uh, your Cowboys almost almost won, but um, if you're a Raiders fan, 
Um, you're probably feeling pretty good this today. Um, if you are a, uh, Chiefs fan, you're probably feeling pretty good. If you're a Texans fan, you're probably feeling good that you're at least not going to go 0 and 16. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm a fan of the Los Angeles Rams, I'm feeling really good uh, after watching that game. Yes. Excited to have Matthew Stafford there. And uh, if I'm a Chicago Bears fan, I'm excited about the defense and uh, the possibility of Justin Fields. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, this isn't the Believe in NFL Dogs uh, podcast. All. Although we probably could center a podcast right around the NFL Dogs and then just talking about them. And But we're not. So um, maybe after the college season's over, we'll talk about some of the playoff dogs uh, that are going to be in uh, in action for uh, for these NFL teams. But until then, we're going to preview Georgia football. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to go off topic a little bit and talk about some, uh, some college stuff, but let's start with our game last week, 56 to seven thrashing was kind of disappointed that we gave up the shutout, but that's okay. Um, some, a lot of people got some playing time. Some, some guys made impact that I, uh, that I didn't think would make impact. And, uh, we had a surprise. We'll start there. We had a surprise at the quarterback position. We were thinking all along is going to be Carson Beck. It wasn't, uh, it was the mailman and boy, did he ever deliver. Man, he, he threw some dimes. I mean, was second play of the game, he hits Burton for, for a touchdown. So, I mean, the one thing that I love and one thing Kirby Smitty, D2 FCF school, you know, if he transferred or decided to transfer, he could start for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. but he's decided to stick it out, um, ignore the noise, and he came in Saturday ready to roll. He knew his assignment, and he did it well. I mean, he was 10 of 12 for – five touchdowns and like 285 yards. And that's all pretty much in the first half. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about the kid who knew the assignment and he came out and delivered that ever called the mailman for nothing. That's right, man. He was, he was outstanding. The crowd didn't necessarily, and the crowd booed him, but I don't know if they were booing him. I don't think they were booing him. I think they were just kind of booing like, Hey, what the heck Kirby? What, you know, you told mm-hmm. us it was going to be Carson back. And now we see Stetson, you know, what, what's, you know, what's going on here? Like, why did you tell me that? It, it was kind of weird, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll never, I'll never be understanding of people booing, you know, a player who's shown that, He's all Georgia football. He, he, he is what you want in a Georgia player, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I, I was kind of upset about that. And then, you know, I, I even tweeted, I was like, check his stats. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> everybody's upset. I mean, check his stats. He came out, he, he balled. So yeah, now I mean, you just booed him, man. Now you're cheering him. Like, hey, go Stetson. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Poor guy. I mean, you know, the guy gives literally everything that he had to not mm-hmm. only this performance, but uh, the time that he put in a quarterback last year up until the Mississippi State game. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll always have tremendous respect for Stetson Bennett, what he brings to the table and things like that. I mean, the dude is the dude is just clutch, man. I, I Yes. There's no other way to describe it. He's just clutch. Yes, and there's a reason why he started. You know, we of course, you know, we even talked about we thought we would see Carson Beck simply because he was the number two quarterback. But, you know, going into a game like that, you know, the coaches are going to go with who they feel comfortable going with. And I guess Stetson had the better week. So, of course, he got the nod and you see what happened. Exactly. And and like people are going to look at it and say, oh, it's UAB. You know, of course, he's going to be that. But UAB was conference champions last year. They're, they've won the conf- yes. they've won conference USA two at two out of the last three years. And they pretty much shut our run down. I mean, yeah. we, we struggled running the football against UAB. Yeah, I mean they. I mean, and they came in when we previewed them. They came in. They were number. They were top ten in the country in run defense. And and so, mm-hmm. I mean, they they have great defensive front people. Um, we knew that going in, and we took advantage of of their weakness, which was secondary. We you know we threw dimes all over the place. Not and and I, I don't. I'm not so sure JT wouldn't have thrown the same similar dimes. Uh, but I do like the aggressive play calling offensively. Um, against this team, I, I, I do think we had we showed an aspect of our of our system that hey, we're not afraid to to light you up through the air if that's what it takes, and we're not afraid to ground and pound if that's what it takes. We're to to me, you know, people people are quick to say, you know, quicker people are quick to put teams in boxes like hey, you know, this this mm-hmm. is a spread team. If they don't do spread, then they suck. Or oh, this team's just a running team. If they don't do anything else, if they do something else, you know, they suck. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But what Kirby's able to do and, and and the good elite teams are able to do this is they're able to do what it takes to win, right? Yes. The Patriots do it. Nick Saban does it. Um, 
you know, Ed Orgeron did it for a year, um, then lost all his people and hadn't been able to find that magic <laughs> since. Um, but you know, Kentucky's obviously they they've done it. They've adjusted. They've said, you know, we, we've got to, you know, we've got to change something. We're not, you know, something's not right here. So we got to change. We got to adapt and we got to do what it takes to win. So now they're multifaceted too. They could beat you on the ground and through the air. So I think that's the mark of what's to be an elite team. If you can successfully execute what it takes to win. Like we were elite through the air on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, we were. That was with that was with the second third string quarterbacks Carson Beck and, and and Stetson, and so when you're able to do that, it brings a dynamic of okay, well now when JT gets back and some of these receivers get back, some of these tight ends get back, we're going to be in business now because not only can we run, we can throw when we have to, and and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Exactly. So not only are you working, you know, to beat the other team, but you're working on stuff that you've been practicing all summer long. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're a spread team does not mean you're going to throw the ball 50,000 times. No. You know, some 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 games are going to call for you to run the ball. Some games are going to call for you to pass the ball. This past weekend was a game that we had to throw the ball, you know. And I, we talked about it and we talked about it. UAB was not bad. They were a really good football team and they were really good up front. So they kind of shut down our running game for a little bit. So what we do, we hit them with, with their weakness, like you said, and we hit them over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, so some games you're going to have fireworks like that. And some games it's going to be real ugly, just like against Clemson. And it's just going to be, let's run the ball, run the ball, and let's play defense. Uh, you know, I, so just because we're a spread team does not mean we're just going to be throwing that pill around all the time. No, no. it's going to call for what the defense giving us and taking what they give us. And this past weekend, they were giving us deep ball. So we took it. Exactly. Take, take what they give you. And if they're going to give you the shot plays, take them, right? You'd be stupid not mm-hmm. to. And you know, throwing the pill, throwing the ball over the yard. That's, that's, that's air raid. That's, that's a, that's a offense in a box to me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a, now a system like wing T is a mm-hmm. system. Uh, flex bone spread option is a system, right? Mm-hmm. Spread is kind of like the mutt of offenses. It's like, yeah. it's like kind of, do you want to focus more on the run? Like, where do you want to focus? Where do you want to build off of? Some people build, off of inside zone. Some people build off of outside zone. A lot of times, mm-hmm. some people, some people build their, their spread offense around gap schemes. Like you see mm-hmm. a lot of spread teams uh, be really good in gap schemes, which, you know, there's a lot of old school coaches that, that probably say that you can't be a gaps gap team and be a spread team in the same, in the same deal, which, you know, there's people that are just completely destroying that narrative. And, uh, yeah. Have you seen Clemson as of late? Not not this not this year's Clemson, but uh, that's kind of what Clemson's doing. Yeah, they they do a lot of they do a lot of pin and pull, buck sweep, uh, power counter stuff like that. Uh, Oklahoma is a heavy heavy counter team. They're yes. spread they're spread air raid, but mm-hmm. they're a heavy counter team. So they kind of you know they they kind of blend and, and, and do whatever they need to to win. Like the Baker Mayfield offense versus the Kyler Murray offense versus the Jalen Hurts offense. It was all mm-hmm. the same like giant umbrella. But like you had a branch for Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. you had a branch for Kyler Murray, you have a branch for Jalen Hurts. Now you have one for Spencer Rattler, which is totally different, which is probably more similar and closer in, in relation to the Baker Mayfield tree. But mm-hmm. you, know, you have different facets of, of the system. Like Todd Monken had a, uh, a, a Edo Smith and Jalen Richard on the same team versus when he was at Oklahoma State, where he had like all these receivers. Mm-hmm. it's just different. Like you're focused on different parts of, of your playbook. And, and and that's what I think elite teams do. They can, they can compartmentalize and say, okay, this week we're going to hit them right here because that's where they're, that's where the weakness is. Or this week we're going to, we're going to go more through the air or, or this week we're going to be more balanced or this week mm-hmm. we're going to hit them on the perimeter perimeter runs, you know, what, whatever the case is, you know, it's called great scouting. It's called, you know, adaptability and just being able to do what you need to do. Exactly. And I'm just glad to see that we didn't stop. You know, normally we start beating a team like that and we just kind of get complacent and we stop. No, it was, let's throw it. Let's keep going. Let's see how many, let's see how many points we can get, you know? And that's the difference in Georgia from the past and Georgia right now. I mean, we're literally going out there trying to beat people. Mm-hmm. Our defense is steady covering our defense is steady hitting people. So you can see the mentalities change. You can see them out there having fun. And I can't wait to see, this matchup this weekend, which I will be front and center for because I will be going to the uh, South Carolina game this, this coming Saturday. Look at you, man. What, uh, where are your tickets at? 
Um, they are right on the home side, uh, kind of right behind the, our, our home bench. About I think it's fifteen rows up, maybe. Is Kirby giving so, you a headset? No, you know I thought about it, but I said no. Nah, I just <laughs> let them handle it this weekend. <laughs> hey, you guys can have it, right? Um, <laughs> so you know, I I think one of the things you think about, like when you when you beat teams like that, fifty six seven, you know, you see some of these scores like Auburn sixty burger. Their their two opponents, which that's you know competition is what you can loosely call what Auburn's been playing against. But um, when, when you beat teams like that, like what, what, you know, what does it do as far, as far as building confidence? Cause I mean, you, you know, you're better than them and you know, you're, you know, you, you know, you're whatever, but like, there's going to be people to say like, you don't need to beat a team like that to show how good you are. Just do what you do and then put in the backups and get the game over with. But to me, you know, I, I think it's, you know, I think you build a lot of momentum. And Man, a lot of people who say, people who say, just do what you do and be and put it back up and don't understand coaching because for me, I want to see reps. I want to see, can we consistently do it over? Mm-hmm. No matter what the competition is, I want to see, can we do it over and over and over again? I want to see, will our guys get complacent? You know, I don't, I don't want my guys to play to the level of a competition. I want you to play up. I want them to understand and for you to know that I can be done out of you <laughs> at any point, at any time, and you're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. You know, so that way, when we play the South Carolinas and the Alabamas and stuff of the of uh, on our schedule coming up, mm-hmm. it, it's not new to them. You know, we can go out and play at any point against anybody and go to work. And I think that's why you keep your starters in for a little while. Of course, you want your backups in because you want them to get quality reps. And we've seen firsthand of we got receivers that have to go in the game and play. Of course, you want those guys to get in. But at the same time, you have to build that continuity with your starters, and that's first and foremost. So you're going to keep them in. And if the score runs up, it is what it is. You know, it's not my job to stop me. It's your job to stop me. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I think that if you're playing with backups, it's not really like unsportsmanlike because you're trying to get, you know, those guys get the same, same amount of reps too. And those guys Mm -hmm. are, those guys are doing their thing. So, you know, why, why not get them in? So, you know, I, I just figured, you know, some people, you know, people need to hear that sometimes, but um, defensively, not much to talk about here. It, you know, it, it, it is what it is. We we knew what we were going to get with this defense, which was a dominating performance. And then, uh, you know, your 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 third teamers and uh, beyond get in, and they give up a touchdown. Which, you know, it is what it is. Again, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the first team looked absolutely outstanding. Uh, they were able to get. Uh, if I pull up the team statistics, they were able to. Uh, they were able to snag three interceptions. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Keely Ringo got him one, which was good to see. I think, you know, when, when you look at what he's been, what he went through last week at Clemson, um, that was, uh, that was, that was fun to see. Lewis Seen got him one. And of course, uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson uh, got him one and, and he got, he got one of the pick six variety. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you love to see a defense that flies around and has fun. Even if you go get down into the depth chart, you know, it, it's easy for those third teamers and four teamers that don't get in to, to pout and to not play as hard and say, well, what does it matter? But, you know, you, you have a freshman come in like Dumas Johnson and, and, and he picks six one and, and the starters are over there celebrating, like they just, they just did it and they just did it for the national championship. I mean, it, it's, it's great to see like the team chemistry. I feel like with this, with this group, is like is unique because even with the 2017 team, I don't know that they had this much team chemistry and this much mm-hmm. genuine excitement for each other. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that 2017 team, we're, we're, we're all about business. You know, we had a couple of guys that, that are in the NFL right now. It was a bit, it was business for them, you know, cause they knew that what they wanted to do and how they wanted to go about it. So, you know, right. it's a different mentality. Of course they were still close, but a different mentality. Now you got kids who, you know, kids who adopted to stay, um, did you see uh, Jordan Davis run a four-two to Hawk down the running back on that one play? Yes, that big man was moving. That's that that's, big man was moving. That's that's scary, dude. That's that's if you're really not frightening. If you're not having fun as a line, as a D lineman running the guy down like that, you got to be having some fun, you know. And like you say, it's easy for you know those second stringers to go in and start popping and things like that, but you don't see that. You know, guys are genuinely excited for one another because I tweeted today about Stacey Bennett. Team, me, and so this group right here is all about team, and, and you see it, and you see it first firsthand. You know, last week, you know, we had to win it with the defense, so that's what happened. 
You know, a lot of unselfish play going on this week. A lot of unselfish play going on. So, I mean, that's what that's what's been separating Georgia the last couple of years, and that's what's going to separate us this year from everything else. This team is very unselfish. They look out for each other, and they're excited for one another. And I can't wait. Like I said, I can't wait to see them in person this this weekend. Absolutely, man, and uh, I'm excited for you that you get to go down. Well, let's let's, uh, let's close the book on on this week, um, and let's uh, before we move on to next week, let's go over our picks real quick. This timer, I mean, it gets late early around here, so um, let's go through our picks. Uh, Coastal, they covered Ohio State. We missed on them. Um, that was an exciting game. Tennessee, uh, they did not they did not win, and they did not cover. Uh, South Carolina won and covered mm-hmm. in the last minute. Florida did not cover the 28 and a half. Georgia obviously covered. I was worried about it. Uh, Colorado, they, they covered they, they, and uh, A&M did not. So you, you actually got that one. Cause you took the points. NC state got thrashed. Texas got mm-hmm. Texas uh, got a little bit of taste of uh, sec football, Kentucky. They, they did their part. Uh, BYU won the Holy War, so Utah, as the favorite, did not obviously did not cover. And Michigan laid a beat down at the hands of Washington. Out of those, out of our dirty dozen from week two, what game stood out to you the most? Oh man, it has to be the Texas Arkansas game and Texas Arkansas game and the NC State game. NC State looked like USF from last week. The team that they beat, um, I don't know what happened. Um, I think they, I think they're feeling themselves a little bit. You know, they're a little cocky going to that game. They just got hit in the mouth. You know, but uh, the Texas Arkansas game, which I was actually watching before we got on, um, was a huge surprise. Um, huge surprise. I thought Texas was a little bit better. I wish they're going to be. You know, first year on the Sark, I think they're going to be fine. But um, the physicality that Arkansas came and played with, they played like they were, like they were bad. You know, yeah. um, I mean, they they came out and they hit Texas in the mouth. And there was nothing Texas could do at all. So, yeah, absolutely. That that's the game that surprised me the most was 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 Texas, uh, just going in and I don't say laying an egg because that you know Texas they competed, but mm-hmm. you know Arkansas really kind of just surprised me in a good way in that game because I I thought you know Texas we knew, Texas was going to be like a roller coaster we knew that but Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia's got to play them in two weeks, so eh, not not exactly not exactly uh, leaving y'all warm and fuzzy. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we did horribly in our picks. Hopefully, we'll do better this week. We'll get to those here in just a little bit. Um, but this weekend, the game of the week, uh, obviously for this show, the game of the week is always going to be if them dogs are playing. Uh, if them dogs are off, uh, the game against the uh, the game against BYE is always going to be uh, the most exciting thing in town. So. Uh, coming into the South Carolina game, obviously they get back. Um, they get back Kevin Harris, um, who is far and away their best player. But for for South Carolina, they're just desperately trying to find an identity. Uh, they 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 greased out a win against uh, against East Carolina uh, on the hands of a, a few catastrophic turnovers um, on East Carolina's part. And the fact that East Carolina couldn't capitalize on South Carolina turnovers, uh, they won with a last second field goal, which to me, if you're on the road against a group of five team and you're, and you're counting on it last second field goal, you're, you're pretty far away from being, a, you know, being a big time factor in, in the division, uh, with, you know, in the SEC East, much less the entire conference. So, uh, for for that reason, I just don't think this South Carolina team is gelled yet. I, they play hard. They believe in in Shane Beamer, but they just have no no talent. Zeb Nolan, God love him. Uh, five touchdowns to one pick. Um, you know, twenty six to forty five on the season. Uh, Three hundred thirty five yards. Um, he's, uh, you know, again the the line is thirty one and a half. It's probably one of the biggest uh, SEC conference game lines that I've ever seen. Um, but the, you know, obviously, the question is going to be: Is JT healthy? Is he going to mm-hmm. be out another week? We don't know. Um, but you know, I, I I'd like to think that I'd like to think that maybe he gives it a shot. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on kind of how we how the progression of practices this week. Oh, most definitely. Um, I think if he's having any sort of discomfort or anything, I think you hold him. Um, I think I think you hold him and, and get him ready for for this gauntlet that we're about to hit. You got Arkansas coming to town. Um, 
Who do we got? We got Auburn coming up too. So I mean, you got all these games, you know, coming up that I think that we're gonna need them for. Not saying that our quarterbacks can't handle it, um, but I think you want your guy back, you know, for those games right there. So um, I think if he's hurt at all, I think you, you go with, with Bennett again and Beck and, you know, kind of see if they can handle it going forward. Um, I, I watched the uh, South Carolina, um, East Carolina game, and East Carolina's gotten better. Um, they didn't they quit. Have. And like you said, they, they couldn't capitalize on turnovers. And uh, I think uh, South Carolina gave the ball up a little bit too much. Um, I think they could have done some things a little bit better against uh, East Carolina, but, you know, you know, how, you know how the game goes as well as I do. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I don't look for any surprises in Sanford Stadium. I think we, we owe them one um, from from two years ago, you know, when they yeah. beat us at home. So, you know, I, I think our guys are going to be excited. It's a night game um, at home. So, yeah. our guys are going to be excited excited for this. It's first SEC game. And always remember, USC always plays hard against us. They won't play hard against anybody else. But against Georgia, they always will play hard. Yeah, and and you never and that's one of those games where you never really know the ball could bounce in a, in a weird way, and uh, all of a sudden here we go. It's you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a dogfight pun intended uh, that we didn't intend on having. So I, I think when you when you you know anytime you can you know get up early on on a team like South Carolina, like I mean like last year, I think we handled that really well. Just getting in there, getting up early, and never not letting him up off the mat, not letting Kevin Harris get rolling and, and get some momentum. I think it's got to be the same way defensively. Obviously, uh, stop the run, guard the tight ends, uh, make make it a nightmare for them, and just kind of squeeze the pocket on uh, Zeb Nolan, and and I think he'll be just fine. I think obviously Jordan Davis does his thing, Adam Anderson does his thing. I mean, I think defense flies around. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put up the points. I think a 31 and a half point spread is a bit much for a conference game. I, I don't, I don't know that I would, I don't, I don't know that I would touch this line. Obviously we're we're going to pick it in a little bit. So I'm going to think about exactly where I want to go as far as picking against the spread. But, you know, I, I think that it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to see where it falls. You know, Georgia's got Stetson Bennett probably starting. If I had to guess, I haven't heard anything about, JT Daniels and I'm not kind of I'm not really surprised about that. Kirby's been pretty pretty mum on 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 that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either, and um, yeah, I might be surprised when I get there on Saturday as well. So uh, I just know whoever goes out there is going to have the ball because, like I said, Cyclone is always going to play hard against against Georgia. If they don't play hard against anybody else, it's going to be Georgia. No matter what, that game is always a toss up. Thirty one and a half is a lot of points. It's a lot. Can it can it be done? Of course it can. Oh yeah. But this is this is an SEC matchup, you know. And in the SEC, they're gonna play hard against each other, no matter what. They're gonna you're gonna match up. So um, I'm if it I I would say this is a twenty point game if I had to say twenty twenty one maybe uh, three touchdown ball game, but thirty one that's pushing it a little bit in my opinion. But hey, you never know. Yeah. And I think when, when you look at this, when you look at this game, it's going to be, you know, the, the biggest thing is always finding out how uh, your offensive line is going to shake out, especially when you have some question marks there with Jamari Sawyer, they're desperately wanting him to move inside. They just don't feel like Broderick Jones is ready. I, I, I think eventually your best five has got to be Broderick Jones at left tackle with Jamari Sawyer moving inside. I mean, at some point you got to rip the bandaid and why not do it um, against South Carolina? I, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they're going to, they're going to work it in. They're going to work it in They're They're going to work it in. But I don't think, I don't think Erickson, Warren Erickson is your best option at guard. No, I, I think you gotta have somebody more athletic, especially now. Think about it. You're about to see some really good defensive linemen. Uh, you're not going to see the UAB. You're about to see more of the Clemson type defensive linemen coming mm-hmm. up as we hit this gauntlet of teams in the in the SEC. Um, so I think you got you got to find your matchups. You, you got to find the best arrangement of guys, and you, you got to do it right now. Um, exactly. Sometimes sometime you just got to throw him out there. You know, if he has a good week of practice and he's ready, throw him out there and see what he does. You can always make the switch later, you know, after, after a series or two. But, you know, if he's the best guy, let the man play. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get it, man. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go on it and let's, let's, let's rock and roll. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think when, when you look at, you know, obviously the quarterback situation, that's going to be kind of, you know, that's going to be kind of interesting as we go. But, you know, one of, one of the weapons 
whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Vandegrift, Carson Beck, or Mailman, or if JT's healthy, one of the weapons that I've been extremely surprised by um, is, is Brock Bowers. He was, mm-hmm. uh, there was a stat that I saw. He was listed under the top 10 fastest guy with the ball in his hand. He was clocked at 21.9 miles per hour at top, at his top speed. Man, did you see that young man rumbling down that sideline oh, when he called that pass? My <laughs> God, he was moving. That, that young fella was getting down the sideline, boy. Uh, and that's exciting. You know, when you got a tight end that can run like that, now just think when we get Washington back, uh, you got oh, a guy God. that can post up and get jump balls. Now you got a guy that can outrun DBs and linebackers, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're dangerous at the tight at not, not receiver position, but at the tight end position. Teams are got to play three corners on him. Like, I don't know. I don't know who you match up with Brock Bowers. Cause you know, it's like, do you put a safety on him? No. Cause he's going to mm-hmm. burn him. Do you put a linebacker on him? Absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I laughed in the super bowl when, when, uh, when the Rams tried to put a linebacker on Rob Gronkowski and what, what did Brady do? He just threw a touchdown up to Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He just ran right by the guy and just, Brady just lofted it up and he, you know, it was an easy pitchy catch. That's what it's going to be with Brock Bowers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've got to like, you know, the way the cornerback position is is going is like, you take some of these like faster safeties that, that has some size and, and, and move them inside. Like the star position is becoming like the premier recruiting position because you have to get it right. Yes. Because you to, especially because we're going to the world of tight end. Uh-huh. Everybody's using a tight end, it's whether not, it's a receiver that's six five two fifteen that yeah. can run, or it's a true tight end. You mm-hmm. have to cover it. Yeah, and go, you know, gone are your days of having a Reggie Kelly in there who's just in there to block. <laughs> um, yeah, you're yeah. getting guys like Whoa. Brock Bowers who can do both. Like he, mm-hmm. I mean, you could throw him out there at X and he'd be just fine. You know, he'd be able mm-hmm. to do do anything an X can do. Or you can put him on the on the end of the line of scrimmage and, and let him let him get after somebody blocking wise and and I think he's exactly. he's adequate enough in the run game, and then that's why he's getting opportunities. It's not because he ran 21, 21 miles an hour down the sideline. It's because he's physical. He gets in there and blocks, and he understands the game of football and he understands what we're trying to do within the system. And he's he's gonna be he had over hundred yards receiving again. He had three catches for over hundred yards receiving. So. I, you know, I, I just think that he continues to endear himself with 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 his teammates and in this system. So, you know, to me, that's a big time weapon. But what I'm excited about Israel is is the possibility of uh, of maybe seeing Kyrus Jackson. Yes, I saw that today. I'm excited about seeing him back. Um, I hope he's healthy and he comes back. I mean, you just add another weapon. Now you got Bowers, you got Kyrus, you got. Rosemary saying now you got Burton back who, who looked really good on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a lot of guys that you're, you're starting to get back and coach Munkin starting to open up the playbook a little bit more. So now mm-hmm. George is about to get really, really scary. And now we've shown that guess what? We love JT. We want JT to play, but guess what? We got a guy that can deliver packages left and right, dropping dimes everywhere. I, I like your pun there. Nice pun. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when, when, when you look at the way this offense is built, I mean, we're, we're in great shape, man. We're, and, and you notice how he opens the playbook when we start getting guys back, right? Exactly. Jermaine exactly. Burton, Jermaine Burton gets back. He opens the playbook. Gary and Smith gets a little mm-hmm. bit of confidence. He opens the playbook. Uh, Rosemi, he's getting a little bit of confidence. We open the playbook, Justin Robinson, Brock Bowers, you know, those guys allow us to be a little bit more dynamic. And, and I think it takes a lot of pressure off their running game. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kenny McIntosh, you know, he definitely appreciates that because he was able to get, get loose a little bit. Kendall Milton uh, took somebody's soul again this week. And, you know, Zamir White yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't have to lean on Zamir White too much, but what a veteran guy that's had a history of knee problems, it's probably good for him to, to not have to be relied on for, for a game. So I know he's probably feeling good about that. Exactly. You know, you kind of, you kind of let, let those guys get the reps in and use Zeus if you need them to. Um, you know, we, we use they use Cook and really in different formations stuff that you kind of split them out wide, kind of let them run the ball. So, I mean, we're so dynamic that now you don't have to change personnel, you know, with, with Bowers and all those guys out there. So now pe- people can't really scheme you, really, because if, you, if you're attached, he does this. And now he's split out wide. Now what do you do? Now you got people thinking, okay, mm-hmm. and you didn't switch anybody out. 
you know, that that especially helps when you have your main guys out um, at receiver as well. You basically mm-hmm. have another receiver on the field that you can put on the end of, end of the line as basically mm-hmm. an offensive lineman too. Absolutely. You know, so uh, Coach Munkin has so many weapons at his disposal. He's, he's using them. He's very smart. He's, he's a very smart man. Um, and that staff is just amazing the way that they handle, you know, so many guys, you know, that can do so many things and they do a great job of handling uh, those guys. And they all play for each other. Like I said, when you play for each other, great things happen. We're starting to see that right now. Absolutely. And and, and the biggest key for me uh, for this game, Israel, is, uh, you know, just continue to be more explosive offensively and, and playing together, just getting more on the same page uh, defensively. Just do what you do. <laughs> just do what you do defensively. You know, go 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 be the dog. Go be dogs, right? Exactly. Let 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 the dog loose. I mean, now now we're we're in a situation where all right, now the season begins. You know, there's gone to the games that we have. We have to win. We have to show everybody that we are really true in the SEC. You know, we're true in the East, of course, but we want to show. We want to put everybody on notice. We're the number two team in the nation. And you know everybody's going to try to knock us off. Same thing that they try to do with Alabama because they're mm-hmm. number one. You know, so we have to we have to hold our ground. We have to show people that we aren't playing. Come and get you some. Absolutely, and and as Kirby always says, pressure is a privilege, and so I'm going to live by that mm-hmm. quote. I tell my team that all the time, and I also tell them it's a great day to have a great day. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be this is going to be fun. Um, this is going to be a good game, Israel. You're going to enjoy it. Hopefully, it's not too too hot. And you don't, uh, you don't melt typically like, you know, the weirdest thing is before we move on to our pick segment, the the weirdest thing is like, it could be like 50 degrees all week. And then game day comes and it's like 99 degrees and the sun's out. Yeah. You know, uh, hopefully this time, hopefully this time we we play well. Um, uh, My wife's going with me again. Uh, The last South Carolina game, she got a stomach virus while we were at the game and that was not fun whatsoever. (laughs) No. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to try this again. We're going to try this again. Take, so, take, take two. Uh, we're, we're excited about it. There you go. Believe it. We're well, excited about it. Ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully she's well, but um, there's some exciting news. Israel, our, our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport. We love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick em challenge which is open to everyone. So here's how it works. You're going to sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com. Then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. I don't think I won those. Um, I got six out of 10. I got crushed in the college games. Um, again, go to playactionpools.com. Sign up for the contest. Believe that's B L E A V uh, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own contest, you can also go to playactionpools today and start that up. They've got survivors. They've got other pick them options as well. There's a cool sports book style concept called build your bankroll. I'm going to explore that here pretty soon Israel. but play action pools. That's your new home for, all your office sports book polls. So let's look at some games, right? Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do better this week than we did last week. Last week was yeah. Last week was last week was brutal. Some teams let us down, man. I know we can't have that happen again. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Won't have it to quote, to quote, uh, to quote old Mike Singletary. So obviously this week, uh, Georgia 31 and a half point favorites. Are you going to take the points? Or are you going to take the cover? I'm going to take the cover. That a boy. I, I can't pick against Georgia. I just can't do it. Not, not with, not yeah. with the way we looked last week. Okay. Yeah, I can't do it either. Um, an interesting matchup. Uh, I felt like this one's, um, this one's going to be a hard one to pick, which is kind of where I'm going here. Uh, Michigan State traveling to the U. Uh, the U is six and a half point mm. favorites. What you? What are you thinking? I'm taking Michigan State. Okay. Miami did not look good at all against Alabama, and they struggled with App State last week. And you um, know what Michigan's going to do? They're going to ground and pound the ball, and they they don't look bad either. Yeah, I, I just think 
I don't know. I just think Michigan State's going to struggle with the speed. I think Derek King gets some some things going. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance here. I'm gonna take the U. Our Ooh, next game, yeah. be interesting. It is going to be interesting. I, you know, you zigged, I zag. All right, uh, the <laughs> next one. Okay, this is this is going to be a fun one because it's a ridiculous spread, and we get to make Uh-oh. fun of and we get to make fun of Nebraska, um, Oklahoma host Nebraska, Oklahoma, 22 point favorites. Um, they couldn't cover a, they couldn't cover, uh, they couldn't cover a six point. They couldn't even cover a six point spread against Tulane, which the spread was actually more than that. But if it would have been a six point spread, they would not have covered it. So how do you see this one shaking out? Um, I watched Nebraska play a little bit last week. So I'm going with Nebraska in this one because I do know one thing, Nebraska is a better team than Tulane as far as athlete-wise, and if they make the same mistakes they made against Tulane, Nebraska will capitalize. So I'm going to take Nebraska in this one. This used to be an old Big 12 rivalry, so I'm going to go with a wake-up game for Oklahoma. I think they cover. I think they win by 24 points. So there you go. Um, All right. The next one. In the next one, we go to the Swamp, where Florida – our home underdogs, 14 and a half. <laughs> How do you see this one? They got Alabama all the way. Yeah, roll tide on that. Jake Thomas, if you're listening, roll tide. They're going to, that's exactly what they're going to do. You're going to see Grant. Florida struggling on offense because Rick, did Richardson get hurt during the day? Did I see that right? He got banged up. Or yeah. was that somebody else? I, no, I think it's Richardson. I don't think. Because I don't think Florida can beat Alabama with Emory Jones. Emory Jones is a really good, really good player, really good athlete. But I don't think that they can beat Alabama with Emory Jones at quarterback. No, they can't. They can't at all. All right, uh, Auburn travels to Happy Valley uh, as six-point underdogs uh, to take on the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Sean Clifford, Noah Kane. Uh, James Franklin uh, put together a rather explosive Big Ten offense. Auburn, 60-burgering against uh, the Little Sisters of the Poor and the School for the Deaf and the Blind. Um, I see this one... I see this one as a Penn State win. Uh, I think it's a tough ask for for Auburn to go into a hostile environment and beat Penn State, um, especially when we don't really truly know what they have uh, coming, you know, coming down the pike. So, how do you see this one going? Um, are the fans wearing all white? Yep, it's a whiteout. It's a night game. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got I got to go with uh, Penn State on this one then. Yeah, it's a, it's, a it's, a, it's something about when they were if they wide it out, boy, it gets loud, and, mm-hmm. and you got to think Auburn hadn't really played anybody, so I think I got to go with I got to go with uh, Penn State on this one. All right, so Penn State it is. All right, we we get the uh, we get the uh, smart people bowl. Um, Stanford traveling to Vanderbilt. Stanford is twelve point road favorites as they come to Nashville to take on the Commodores who had to come from behind and beat Colorado state on the road in Fort Collins last week. Vanderbilt showed some signs of life though. Uh, Stanford is a team that's coming off a huge win against USC. Got their coach fired. Actually. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going to USC. You're coming with me. Um, How how do you see this one? Uh, If the Stanford of last week shows up and plays, it won't even be close. Um, I think they cover big time. I think if Stanford's on time for the game, they're going to cover big time on this one. Sorry, Vandy. Yeah. It just, it just ain't there, but I, I thought it was an interesting, interesting <laughs> matchup there. Um, some other games of note, Arizona state taking on BYU. This game is uh, Arizona state is four point favorites um, against the uh, Cougars of BYU winners of the Holy war BYU got accepted into the big 12. So they're soon to be a power five school. Israel, who you got? I'm going to go. I'm going to go BYU on this one simply because I watched them play last week and they play really, really hard. And their coach is the man. He has turned that team 
into a nationally known team, uh, they'd be in the Big 12. Um, you don't do that if you're not winning football games. So um, I like I love I love Arizona State. Uh, I love what Coach Herman's doing over there, but I kind of I'm kind of going to lean toward BYU on this one. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be zigging while you were zagging. I really, I really thought that. But I'm taking BYU too. They impressed me. They impressed me against Utah. Utah's mm-hmm. not a slouch of a team. Utah is. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's the Holy War. I know it's a you know one of those rivalry games that you that you shake that you look at um, and say, well, it's a rivalry game. So um, anything flies. But they impressed me a lot. So I'm taking I'm taking the Cougs there. All right. And as our clock ticks down. Uh, I'm finding there's not a ton of games outside of those that I just mentioned uh, that are, that are worth uh, too, too much Uh, poor Florida state. um, As, as I look for, as I look for another game to pick Um, let's go Minnesota, Colorado, Minnesota, two and a half point underdogs at Colorado. Uh, That's a, that's a noon kick or out West. That's that might be pac 12 at brunch. Um, So, I'm taking I'm taking the buffs here. I'm taking the buffs too. I think they played really well um against Texas AM. Uh, a few breaks here and there. And I mean that's a whole different ball game. I think Colorado comes out on top. So um I'm gonna go with the buffs on this one. All right. And and uh finally, uh to finish our nine piece chicken tender, um we're going to go Cincinnati traveling to in, to Indiana to take on Michael Penix and the Hoosiers, the Hoosiers four and a half point dogs, Luke fickle uh, bringing him his, his bunch. I think they just accepted a bid into the big 12 as well. Um, I, this is an interesting matchup for me. Um, I, I think Penix can, has a chance to bounce back, but man, that Cincinnati offense with Desmond Ritter is so, so dynamic. And, and, and I think they're going to, I think Cincinnati, I'm picking Cincinnati to cover. What, what do you think? It's really hard to go against Indiana's coach because I love everything he does, everything he stands for. It is really hard to go against him. But when you're looking at X's and O's, Cincinnati definitely has the Jimmy's and Joe's. So I'm going with Cincinnati. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love Tom Allen. Just for just, just a side note. I just think it's, it's hard it, it, right now. It's hard to pick it since they they're, they're on fire that we, this may, this tune may change uh, next year or may, may change later on down the road, but um, there you go. So those are our picks for this week. Um, again, as our timer, um, you can't see our little PTI timer. It's just for me there. Um, cause I, I think, I think if Courtney and Herbert didn't put a timer in, they, they know we'd go for like three hours and, uh, they ain't got time for that. So, um, but as we wrap up, where are you tailgating? Oh yeah. Where are you tailgating Israel? Um, I got a lot. I got a lot of buddies that, that we're going to see um, um, probably in the area over there. So you never know where it might end up. Might go downtown for a little bit. You know, take the wife to to uh, Lily or something like that before the game. You never know what might happen. It's Athens, so you just never. They have so much stuff now. I know they do. so much stuff. So, so much stuff to pick from. Um, it's just <laughs> yes, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I haven't been in what two two years now. So, I mean, I'm really excited about, about the opportunity to get back down there, you know, see some of the guys and things like that too. Absolutely, man. Get a little, get a little tailgate reunion with your, with your boys and uh, all that good stuff. So that's gonna, that's gonna do it for us here on the believe in Georgia dogs podcast. Uh, we're of course, you can hear us on the believe podcast network, anywhere you find your podcast, watch us right here on YouTube. Believe has a channel. They, they actually, uh, they actually play our stuff too. They actually post our videos right here uh, with Brinks TV. I uh, got a great deal going here. You can see our awesome interactive uh, set, the play action pools logo here down on the lower right. Uh, subscribe, listen, follow us on social media. It's right down there. It's scrolling. It's scrolling. So mm-hmm. check us out. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to chat with you on Twitter. Uh, of course, Israel is always a, a good follow on, on Twitter. I, I try to make comebacks, but I'm just not as witty as you are. So um, <laughs> I'm getting there getting there, but, um, I'm, I try, I try to use gifts to make up for it or gifs or whatever you call them. So 
I, I, I gotta, I gotta have superior use of gifs if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna keep up with you. So, um, but find us, <laughs> subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. But we thank, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word. Uh, keep, keep up, keep spreading the good word. You can find me also on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. You can also find me on uh, SEC After Dark and Beast of the East as well. I'm everywhere, Israel. If you hadn't figured that out, um, so. I see you. So enjoy the game, Israel. Enjoy. Have a safe trip up to Athens. Good luck this Friday night. Who do you guys play? We are playing uh, Northeast Macon. They are the numbers five team um, in the state right now in two ways. So, I mean, it's going to be a really good, really good uh, competition for us this week. Good Lord. Some yeah. athletes. They, they, yeah. they are athletic across the board. So it's going to be fun. That should be. And we're, uh, we're strapping it up against number eight in the state of Tennessee uh, in 4A. Which is uh, Marshall, the Marshall County Tigers. That's a region game for us. So we're excited to see what we can do this week. Uh, we're looking to to get our first win. Hopefully, we can uh, upset the apple cart here and uh, get us a dub. But in the meantime, check us out, um, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, presented by BetOnline.ag as well as PlayActionPools.com. So long. See you later. Have a great weekend. Israel, enjoy the game. And of course, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.